You are going to be a force for good and a very important sorcerer. The following is an original production of the Sorcerer Radio Network. Are you insane? Broadcasting from Music City. It's the Disney List. The Disney List. During the last few years, we've ventured into a lot of different fields. We've had the opportunity to meet and work with a lot of wonderful people. I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing. That it was all started by a mouse. It's the Disney List. It would have ever gotten done. Because it was crazy. You know, you know, spaceships and Wookiees and robots. And it was just unlike anything that had ever been seen before. It's the Disney List. This is Stanley saying, Excelsior. I'd wanted to have humor. I'd wanted to have characters that were bigger than life, who were able to do things that the average man can't do. It's the Disney List. Leggies and jungle funds. Leggies and jungle funds? Leggies and jungle funds. All right, so my typing is bad. <laughs> it's the Disney List with your hosts, Kristen and Al John. Good day. Welcome. It is a new dawn, a new era, and a new show. Al John here. Welcome to the Disney List, your weekly dose of your favorite Disney things. A roundtable discussion. Your top five, your top ten. Disney, Marvel, and Star Wars, your favorite things, all wrapped up in a show that's right there in digestible form in just under an hour. I'm Al John Go, lifelong Disney, Marvel, and Star Wars fan, joined by our travel guru, the hostess with the mostest of DiningAtDisney.com, Kristen. Hello. Hello. Welcome to the new show. Hope you enjoy it. We'd like to say hello to everyone checking us out on the chat. Lindsay, Scott, hello. We do this live on Facebook and, of course, Source of Radio. The home of WDW Teak Room now for over 10 years, and now this is the new show, and we do appreciate it. You like our theme music? It's kind of Epcot-y, isn't it? Uh, it makes me think very 1980s. Yeah. It's the Replay Heroes. Thank you so much to uh, Phoenix and Dalton for letting us use their music as uh, background music here on the show. We wanted to give a little bit of a shout out to Epcot, a little Epcot vibe especially in the beginning. So thank you to the Replay Heroes for the use of their music. Today, Kristen, what are we going to talk about? We are going to talk about our top five binge-worthy Disney Plus series. Okay. And if you're anything like us, because we're in quarantine like many of you are around the world, Disney, Marvel, and Star Wars fans, we've been watching some Disney Plus. And the question comes up all the time with our viewers and our listeners like what's going on what shows can we binge watch what shows now that i have disney plus in my life what can i go ahead and, and sink my teeth into the good news is is that there is so much for you to digest i think the initial trailer for disney plus before it launched back in november there was a three hour through over three and a half hour long trailer of just a few seconds of everything that was available that day they were going to launch on day one and it was like <laughs> insane. I mean, I don't think, I don't think you and I got through the whole thing. We just no. just hit play, and then you know you'd fast forward it just a little bit to see all the different titles, and that is a lot, a lot of content, huge content. Oh yeah. 
So anyway, uh, also giving shout out to our friends. Hey, Kevin, good to see you. Um, also good to see you. Good stuff. Good stuff. I want we ask questions actually to our our fans and our uh, different pages and things like that. We wanted to know what they recommended as well. So we'll talk about your recommendations for the top five shows that are bingeable on Disney Plus right now. So let us talk about that in just a sec. D23 is Disney Geek, and you're listening to Sorcerer Radio. And we're back, and we are talking about our top five bingeable shows on Disney Plus that you can stream right now. Kristen, do you want to start us off with just a little something-something? What, what, what would be one of your shows? I have to say Be Our Chef. Okay. So explain to our listeners and viewers what Be Our Chef is all about. Okay, so the best way I can explain it is it's like the Disney version of MasterChef. And you have, there's five families. So it's mom, dad, and their kids. And they're all going up to, they're, they're competing in order to win a Disney cruise. Which to me, that's a pretty awesome prize to win. Yeah, and I'm sure they also went through the parks and everything because it showed them going through the park. Yeah. Um, through the park. So let's play a little bit of a, a trailer here to be our chef. Angela Kinsey, and this is Be Our Chef, the cooking competition that challenges five food-loving families to create delicious dishes, all inspired by our favorite Disney characters. Every bite will be judged by one of Disney's legendary chefs. You've got a really great balance of texture. Mmm. I just love seeing families in a kitchen cooking together. Hi, it's all fun and games until we lose. Then it's on. It's gonna move on. Gonna be close, yeah. We gotta get these in. Oh my gosh! Oh, it's over. This could go very wrong, very fast. Oh, open fire! Oh, no. What? Yes. I need to keep calm. This is just so nerve-wracking. The competition is fierce. The winner is. Ooh, high drama. <laughs> <laughs> High drama is streaming now on Disney Plus. So just uh, cool stuff, stuff indeed. Um, one thing I like about the show, well, there's so many things to like about the show because we know that it's it's pretty derivative. I mean, if you've seen these cooking contests before, you know what it's all about. Challenges, winning challenges, getting the upper hand over the next person or team, and then winning for the grand prize. And in the meantime, craziness ensues in the kitchen. Stuff doesn't go right. Stuff gets spilled. Someone gets hurt. You know, someone may have accidentally cut themselves, you know, and when you have a whole family involved, you never know what's going to happen because you have little ones in the kitchen trying to make things or dropping stuff on the floor. They're breaking things. Fires get set, you know, on top of a stove because someone didn't pay attention to the level of the grease that was on the burner. So there is that drama, but it is very Disney, which I like and appreciate a lot because you can see when they come into this as a family and they see the Disney characters because everything has a theme, right? Kind of like Iron Chef or, as you said, Master Chef. They have a theme vegetable or something, that a dish to make. And much like Iron Chef, there's a special ingredient. Well, this 
is themed on a Disney character, whether it's Baymax or Cinderella, they're doing something that ties back to the main character and into the food that they're going to prepare, which is super nice. And then something that I thought was awesome, which you liked a lot, was the fact that because you are misdining at Disney.com after all, they actually have the actual chef from Walt Disney World come in and judge. So you get to know the chef, their name and what they what their specialty is. Pretty cool. Oh, yeah. I, I like it. The fact that they have it's a whole family. So it's not just like kids competing or not just adults competing. You have them together and it and it's that makes it very unique because most shows either are kids competing or adults competing you don't have like the combination like that yeah i I like it it's it's really neat and the kids the look on their faces because they all seem to really want to cook or are inspired to be chefs or cooks and i really dig that so i know that you and bubba are probably going to talk about this on dining at disney at some point because you are doing much like we're doing now the the whole quarantine edition of dining at disney so I think that's that's pretty cool. So next up, I think, is going to be something that uh, we really dig, both of you and I dig, and that's actually going to be Star Wars, The Clone Wars. And um, it's interesting. Here's here's Dave Filoni. We, 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 uh, right now, you can binge watch, actually, the last season of The Clone Wars. It started maybe 10 years ago. Has it been that long? Mm-hmm. 10 years ago. Wow. And it started off on the Cartoon Network. And the series takes place in that time between Star Wars Episode 2, Attack of the Clones, and Episode 3, Revenge of the Sith, where the actual Clone Wars happened. And this is all canon stuff. So what is on the animated series, written, by the way, that's the last thing that George Lucas did before selling the property off to to Disney, he was so involved with it. And that's where Dave Filoni, the, the director and uh, writer of the show the showrunner got his training through uh through george himself in many many meetings and dave was privy dave filoni was privy to everything that george had in his mind in terms of building the star wars universe and 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 everything like that and we were actually several times you know uh met dave filoni and what are your thoughts on dave Oh, I like him. He's he's just fun to talk to. I mean, and and there's more than just Star Wars to talk to him about because he's a big hockey fan too. So he is, he is, and he's just a, such a brilliant and nice, outgoing guy, kind to his fans. And I'm just glad and so glad now that he actually has the the reins along with John Favreau to make the Mandalorian, which we'll get into a little bit later. But here is Dave Filoni from D23 from last year that we all attended. And here's his thoughts on The Clone Wars. It's been promoted as being the final season, yeah. but now you're in it, right? Do you think that there is space for more Clone Wars beyond this? Clone Wars specifically? I don't know. I mean, I, I love that I've gotten to finish it. It means so much to me and the people making it. You know, it, in some ways it's a very personal project because it's a show that you know I worked on with George Lucas, uh, the team and I that made it. Love that time in our lives that we got to, to be up at Skywalker Ranch making it. It's so special to us. A lot of people that made that show have moved on and are doing fantastic uh, with their career. But I have you know all the key people 
uh, in place uh, to bring this to a close. And I think it feels uh, proper and fitting. I, I put a lot of thought into the end. You know, I've really taken it, uh, you know, for everything I have learned over the years from George, now from John making Mandalorian and applied it. Uh, I'm very proud of it. Uh, but I am. I think it's time to bring that, that chapter to a close. I love uh, that people love the characters. Uh, and, and, you know, it's not like the characters, some of them can't go on. So I'm sure that there are more stories. I don't know if I'd call them Clone Wars stories. But I think there are things in the... Oh, yeah. The, yeah, some characters are going to go on, all right. <laughs> Come on, Dave. He can't even... T this was back at D23. He, he was so ready to tell us, wasn't he? He was so wanting to tell us. ...sane of Clone Wars and animation that we're always going to be doing now. I think everybody knows the value of that storytelling that Lucasfilm Animation does and the talented team of people uh, that are there. I'm always still involved with the animation group. I love my animation team at Lucasfilm. I mean, they're the reason I get to do this. Uh, the hard work they've done has, you know, pr propelled me into this place where I can be working on Mandalorian. So, you know, it, it is the end of the Clone Wars, but I think it's when you see it, you'll see why. And it's a, it's a really good thing, but that's not to say it can't launch other exciting things as well. Yeah, Dave. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, in the chat, we've got a comment from Scott. You want to read that? It says, Dave is a Pittsburgher and Star Wars <laughs> fan from the Berg are very proud. He has placed Pittsburgh hidden eggs in Clone Wars episodes. This is true. I think it was astromech it was uh the astromech that was actually a turncoat that r2d2 had found as a spy for the empire or for the you know for not really the empire but for the for for the uh the separatist and he was painted in the pittsburgh steelers colors uh, of course and if, and when we had met dave that's what we were talking about because you know no, we weren't we weren't talking about the steelers we were talking no, about the penguins no, we were talking about the penguins that's how i was getting there let me i was getting there i was getting there so anyway star wars clone wars season seven available to stream right now and i suggest you go ahead and do it and even if you're not a hardcore star wars fan you would love the show anyway because a it's family friendly yes for one and it does enrich your knowledge and your enjoyment of Star Wars, including the prequels, which I think now that time has kind of passed, people can appreciate, especially <laughs> since the new movies are out. But people can really appreciate the prequel trilogy for being actually good films and very entertaining, um, even Jar Jar, which is low hanging fruit. I think uh, that's that's all I need to say about that. But anyway, next on our list, uh, we do have a, another Star Wars property that we're going to mention here in just a little bit but I, I tell you what let's take a quick break and we'll be right back in just a few minutes the lights surrounding the rivers of america will be dimmed hi this is bill rogers the voice of disney and you're listening to sorcerer radio that's it come on now let's be your guy We're back here. If you're just now tuning in, this is the Disney list, formerly WDW Tiki Room. We talk about all kinds of great top five, top 10. We rank things in a weekly podcast. Also, we will be inviting some guests here to talk about some things uh, in the near future. We have uh, Jeremy, who's uh, 
got his brand new app and I have to give him a shout out because it's it's pretty cool. It's called Ears Alert. So check it out on your iPhone. Check it out on your Droid phone. Download Ears, uh, Ears Alert and then get all the Disney news you need to know every single week along with Sorcerer Radio. Great, great free apps there that you can check us out on demand. So you can listen to a few of the old shows of WWT Room. Uh, you can listen to our new show, The Disney List, which is great, and interact with us on our website on Facebook. Kristen, where can people check us out at? It's The Disney List. Is it the Disney list? Just the Disney list, not the Disney list podcast, right? No, just the Disney list That's on what Facebook. I That's the best way you can check us out. We also have um, Disney list podcast and other places. We'll, we'll put all of our social media, the new social media below. You can definitely check that out. Um, <laughs> Lindsay says, Jar Jar. Yes. I guess, you know, it's nice to have a fan. It's nice to have a fan. I, you know what? If it wasn't for Jar Jar, there wouldn't be you know, the Galactic Empire and the other Star Wars films, because Jar Jar really did kind of trigger this all. He put the Chancellor into power. So there you go. Jar Jar. Ja Ja. That's true. This is true. Yes. Another thing I think that will a lot of our fans will absolutely love is um, quirkiness that is, and a lot of people love this, <laughs> the quirkiness that is the world according to Jeff Goldblum. Don't you think? I love Jeff Goldblum. He is hilarious. Absolutely hilarious. And in this particular show, The World According to Jeff Goldblum, it's actually part of a series that was developed for National Geographic, if I'm not mistaken. And in that series, he just goes around and experiences things he's never experienced before. It's all different kinds of things, whether it be very trendy popular or things that are more along the taboo side i mean it's it's everything jeans coffee tattoos um, tattoos yeah why do people like certain things it's really fascinating shoes he did do he did do like tennis shoes oh makeup makeup yep yep absolutely well uh instead of having us talk this show is a little off the beaten track and it may be unexpected and surprising so taste it and enjoy My name is Jeff Goldblum. The name of the show is uh, The World According to Jeff Goldblum. Be forewarned, I'm in the show a lot. Wow. I'm sort of fascinated by a lot of things. Sneakers. These shoes are worth twelve to $15,000. Oh, boy. Denim. Ice cream. Hey, can I guess what kind of ice cream you want? <laughs> Jewelry. Isn't that something? Tattoos. Whoa. Ah. Is it going to keep vibrating like that? Yeah. I like that. <laughs> and then every once in a while, I break into song. Okay, anyway, what were we talking about? This is what the show is going to be like. So if any of this tempts you or wearies you, you can make a decision right here. I follow my own actual curiosity. Do you believe in ghosts? Can you sing Anchors Away? Can you make a sound like a seagull? Notting Hill. You ever see that movie? Could you eat my skin? What other Irish songs do I know? If I were meat that we'd put in a Korean barbecue, what would I be? A pork belly. <laughs> no, 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 not because you have a belly. No, no. <laughs> I'm not here to be uh, didactic or professorial in any way. This is like a fun house. I know nothing. That's the premise. I'm a humble student. <laughs> 
and, in fact, a kind of a late bloomer. A late gold bloomer. Yeah, that was fun, right? I mean, who doesn't love Jeff, Jeff Goldblum? I've said it before. You know, so he is hilarious. Absolutely hilarious in this show. So, um, very, very entertaining. Absolutely. I think so. I think he, he is great. It's so quirky. You know, everything you think you, you know, or th- everything you think you know about Jeff Goldblum is actually confirmed in this series. <laughs> you know, super quirky, um, outgoing. But very comfortable in his own shoes, very comfortable in his skin, no matter where he goes, whether he's hanging out with a bunch of cowboys or he's just, you know, experiencing different music and culture and things like that. He might look like a fish out of water, but he's ready to dive in with an open mind. He doesn't judge anybody. And if people kind of judge him or like, hey, you know, this is this is probably not your thing. He's quick to to basically say hey i'm open to it and uh they seem to be disarmed immediately completely disarmed like this guy is cool he's legit he may not be a cowboy but he's cool because he's wanting to learn about our culture he's wanting to learn about things yeah and he's open to it right i mean wow Uh, just just so cool i think that would be an interesting thing you know our list of um disney actors and actresses that you would actually want to hang out with Oh, yeah. Right. Who would you want to actually go to have dinner with? And I'd open that up for a Zoom discussion for our our listeners and our viewers. Maybe we can do that one time and actually open it up for a meeting and have this roundtable discussion because now we got Zoom working. We could actually do that and invite you to be part of the show and talk about the different Disney celebrities and actors and actresses, show hosts that you would actually want to uh, have dinner with. That would be interesting, Mm. wouldn't it? For for a list show, they all have to be alive, though, right? Mm, I don't know. Or do we? Or, or is I think maybe you do. Yeah, you see, you could do two lists: the maybe alive can, yeah. and the no longer alive list. <laughs> well, alive or dead. Maybe that's something that we could talk about next week on the show and open it up for a Zoom conversation. What do you say, folks? Let us know in the comments below. It was also kind of rappy. <laughs> <laughs> Another show that we really dig. I think it's because. You and I are fans of the parks yes. so much is Walt Disney and the Imagineering show. I mean, the, uh, the series are, are super cool. And I'm trying to look at the, um, the Imagineering the story yeah. here. Uh, let's play a little bit of a clip of, of this show. There's really no secret about our approach. We keep moving forward. We're always exploring and experimenting. We call it Imagineering. Walt set a standard early on with the Imagineers. There was a standard that surprised people. So they left thinking, wow, how did Disney do that? This is a dream that started in Anaheim that's traveled the world. We've come a long way through the years, haven't we? Unbelievable. such a pride in being able to create a place that brings that much happiness to people. Anytime you take people behind the scenes, you see the imperfections, (laughs) the trial and error, or the experimentation. 
these curtains are different projects going on. This is the cutting edge of the technology of Imagineering. I've heard about it. Is it true? There is this underground city, and I wonder what's down there. I don't know if you've ever walked through the hallways of a Star Destroyer before. Oh, we're in the inner sanctum of the Disneyland Matterhorn. Nobody ever gets the chance to see us. Only a special few. I, I immediately binged it and I was waiting for more. Please give me more of this. I want to see Imagineers talking about all the audio animatronics. I want them to take us, you know, belly right, way down in the belly of the beast of every attraction that's out there. I want to see it. I want to see it. I want to live it. I want to experience it. And it's great that they're talking to these Imagineers and uh, people like Bob Gurr or Marty Scalar or going way back to Walt Disney and Bob Iger chiming in on some things. It's just really cool. So um, definitely bingeable. I love it. Um, is there a particular Imagineering story, Kristen, that you would like to see a, a, an episode or an attraction you'd like to see them delve into? Oh, wow. Um, gosh. Hmm. I have to think about that. That's a really good question. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, it would be interesting to to get some of the stories, I think maybe for Dining at Disney, because I always go back to things that you are into, is the different stories and how Disney crafts the different restaurant experiences, especially yeah. experiences like the Beauty uh, Beauty and the Beast castle, like be our guest restaurant. Yes, and we've example. heard certain stories you know, about the creation of that. But yeah, things like that, that's always, that's always fun to about yeah just um, the melding of the different things and and i'm sure that when when disney gets back on track after this whole covid19 you know virus thing blows over that they will do some behind the scenes on star wars galaxy's edge and their new restaurant which i hope will be open for everybody because they have to rethink how they're going to be doing these things now that the world has changed post this viral outbreak right yeah. I mean, you know, I, I, I don't want to make light of anything, but it is a different world we live in. And I think that those type of experiences can maybe be a little bit more accessible now post the viral outbreak. So I don't know, just something to consider, something to think about. Um, you never know. You absolutely never know. We'll be right back talking more about our vengeful series. In fact, we've got our number one on our list coming right up. WWE superstar of all time, The Miz. You are listening to right now, Sorcerer Radio, and it is awesome. <laughs> I love The Miz. <laughs> it is the Disney list, the show that gives you your top five, top ten ranked list by some really big Disney fans. It's a Disney fan cast. It is Al John and Kristen back once again. We used to be called WDWT Room, but now we are focusing on our favorite things in these weekly lists. And of course, you can join us live on Facebook every single week. Check us out at facebook.com forward slash the Disney list. 
and join us in our live show. You can also check us out there on Sorcerer Radio at srsounds.com, where we have all kinds of great Disney music all day long. If you're just now listening to our show, please download the SR app, Sorcerer Radio app, there at srsounds.com. You can check it out for your iOS or Android device, your smartphone, your tablet, stream it. You can even listen to, to it while you're working from the house, while you're learning. It's pretty cool. And it's not like Radio Disney at all. It actually will, you'll play music from the different attractions and from the theme park. So there's a lot of different things you can learn and experience there. And of course, a whole host of DJs from all over the world that come together and share their love of Disney, Marvel and star Wars with you every single day there at srsounds.com, all Disney music all day long. So check it out. We are here live with our last show Disney plus. This is the quarantine edition of the Disney list. People ask us all the time, Al, John, Kristen, what shows are bingeable? What five shows can you recommend? And I can tell you right now that we have got a few recommendations from, oh, I guess our our chat and our Facebook page uh, for what people are saying. So we're going to go to those comments here in just a little bit. But bef- while I call that up, um, why don't we try to discuss what uh, some of our chat room is talking about. Well, I'm going to move this over here and then you could read some of these comments. Can you read some of those? Let's see. Well, let's see here. We've got so Scott has Scott has a comment here. His is Star Wars the Clone Wars and he said he started over from the beginning. Ooh, interesting. Very very cool. And Lindsay has a comment. Yes. She says, Toy Story, Star Wars, Marvel. Okay. Uh, Bubba says, The Mandalorian, Encore, which we have yet to watch. Mm-hmm. The World According to Jeff Goldblum. He says, those are three good bingers. Nice. Nice. So, yeah. So, he's got some good ones. I, we do need to watch that Encore because the previews for that looked interesting. It looks to me like... Um, a series that she, when I say she, Kristen Bell, pronouns Bell, um, <laughs> had tried doing on ABC, did it not? There was something similar to it, yes. And I don't remember what it was, uh, but I do know that Bubba's wife, Taylor, she would know the answer to that because she's very big. They're both big into like watching theater type stuff because um, they were, that was something they used to be quite involved in. Which is, I believe, if I remember right, is how they met. Oh, wow. Um, cool. Since Bub and Taylor both sing. Yes. Uh, yes. But she's really big into like all the, those kinds of shows. So mm. she would know the answer. Okay. Fortunately, I don't. Oh, we got to. Hopefully, we got to get them on a Zoom chat too at some point. That'd be super cool, right? Yes. Okay. We've got a couple more uh, comments here in the chat. Let's see. Uh, talking about going behind the scenes of attractions, Lindsay says that on her honeymoon, they did the tour uh, that went behind the scenes at the Haunted Mansion, which is one of her favorite rides. Mm, like so that. that that's cool. I don't know that I'd want to see behind the scenes of some of my favorite attractions because I feel like it would, wouldn't be quite as magical, you know? <laughs> Okay. Like to see what it looks like with the lights on and things like that would just take away some of that. Mm. I don't know. Then I feel like every time I saw it, then that's what would, you know, I would see. Mm. Interesting. Interesting. We have a couple um, 
comments. Actually, Scott is wondering if the Facebook name will change too. Yeah, we're working on that. Facebook is being a little, a little punk right now, but that's all right. We'll work. We're working on it. Um, Ashley here on the Sorcerer Radio page says um, her five shows are The Mandalorian, Be Our Chef, The Imagineering Story, Encore, and The World According to Jeff Goldblum. So very, very nice. Very nice. Um, Melanie says Be Our Chef, Mandalorian, Gummy Bears. So she's going oh, retro yeah. here. Imagineering Story and The Incredible Dr. Paul. So a lot of really cool comments on that. And I think we might have a few more comments. I am trying to look those up here. Um, let's see here. I'm looking. I'm trying to check it out. Looking. I continue to look. <laughs> um, at any rate. Uh, yes. Even if you're checking us out after after the show, um, please feel free to share, like, and subscribe. Ring that bell for notifications so that you know when we're going live each and every single week. And who knows, we may actually go live um, in other times other than, you know, our <laughs> once a week show. Uh, our buddy Derek Frank says on our group page, Mandalorian. Star Wars Rebels, Star Wars Clone Wars, Imagineering Story, Lost Cities with Albert Lin. Very nice. I think Derek's is a Star Wars fan. What do you think? No way. Yeah, nope. Just just a thought. <laughs> just just a thought. Um, yeah, you know, there's so many shows that you could watch. Um, and, and chances are we're probably going to do another list of other series that you'd want to binge watch right now on Disney plus there are plenty of, of things we could talk about for that for sure. So um, let's get on with our last bit. I think this, this show is probably unilaterally the number one streamed show and had so many people actually register and become Disney plus subscribers on the basis of how good this show was received. Don't you think? Okay. <laughs> okay you are not helping yes. me come yes. on you know I, I i'm asking you know i i look at you to not just say yes or no that i actually you, look at you for for commentary so that you could fill so we can filibuster just a little bit here you're you're distracting me with that picture up there that that picture's gotta go okay well i don't we'll, like <laughs> that picture of myself <laughs> okay we'll change the photo we're working on a new logo folks okay <laughs> we're working on a new logo so, and I had this queued up. I don't know where to find it now. Okay. So, um, we're going to talk about me. the so Mandalorian. This is John Favreau, who's just about done everything uh, at Disney's, worked with Disney live action. He's worked on so many things, uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe, of course. He's Happy Hogan in the Iron Man and Avengers series. So, here we are. We're able to talk and get some sound bites from executive producer and writer of the Mandalorian, John Favreau. And ask him a few questions. So here he is. Star Wars was a big influence on me because it was it came out in seventy seven. I was born in sixty six. So I was right at the right age for that thing to hit. And it was before all the hype, you know, it was it was the first to kind of the popcorn blockbusters. You had that and then you had Spielberg's film. So you had like Jaws and that. But before then it was it was still the seventies, you know, it was seventies movies. And and I remember seeing, I don't even remember seeing a commercial. I remember seeing like a picture in the newspaper, like the New York Post or something about the movie. And it was after it was out already. And it was like, this looks pretty cool. Or it was coming out, I forget. Uh, and I saw the picture of like Chewbacca and Han Solo and whatever the headline was, I was intrigued. And I went to see it. And then it was just like, it just 
pinned my ears back just looking at that thing and I was just mouth agape. And just like everybody else who grew up in that period and didn't know about it. I, I love Favs. Is any the best? In this case, since there's real things on the set, we have real cameras and real people. The sets are bigger than they were on Jungle Book, but it's essentially the same formula. And now instead of having a green screen that you have to move around in light, which took forever, and that was really the frustration that led to these innovations, which was how could we do that without green screens next time? And so that led to, do you have a green, a green stage? Do you have pre-lit green areas that you could expose? And, and then it turned into these video walls where you could have green just behind the actor and then interactive light, which we used on Jungle Book also for shadows and things on the characters, which we were inspired by like Gravity, where they had all those video panels. So it, it's like it, we took all the technology that I've been messing around with from all those other projects and applying it to a very specific application that would work for this. I love that. I love the fact that he is basically taking the mantle that George Lucas had left behind because he, much like Walt Disney, always pushed the boundaries and even Jim Henson to a degree pushed the boundaries of technology to make better films and make better stories. And I love that Favreau is doing this now with The Mandalorian, where if you've seen this footage that he he's referring to, they shoot in a soundstage that has LED screens and projections all around it so that it looks like they're actually taking the same space in terms of the lighting and, and where the shadows are cast. And they do have models and in and, and different sets and things, but for the most part, like if you see them running around on a speeder bike and you see the, the wind, they've got the, the fan blowing and they've got the background that's that's being generated by a video game engine, no doubt. It's a video game. <laughs> it's crazy. It's a video game graphic engine. It's like the Unreal Engine that they use on, on Star Wars Battlefront. It's like the craziest thing I've ever seen. And when I saw them make that, I was thinking, that is amazing. George Lucas wanted the technology to make this particular type of TV show way back when he was developing this green screen technology for the prequels. And now it's finally here. After all of this time, it's finally here. And that's why I think he loves going to the set so much. Because not only does he feel like he not only helped Dave Filoni and John Favreau in terms of their storytelling and, and working with him, he feels like I don't have to be here. The pressure's off, but it's still fun. I have this little baby Yoda maquette that I can make <laughs> that I can pet and have fun with and hang out with all the my Star Wars friends and feel like I'm being heard, contribute where and when I can, but I don't have to do anything that would stress me out or give me a heart attack, right? Yes. I think that's so cool. That is so cool. So anyway, I hope you enjoyed our number one pick, Kristen. Um, and what do you have a, a particular favorite uh, place and scene in the Mandalorian that you that you like or enjoy? Ooh, um, hmm, that's a difficult one. Mm. I don't know. I have to say, one of my favorite scenes of this entire series is actually the speeder bike. Um, the speeder bike scouts where they have baby Yoda. I don't want to spoil it for anybody. So, you know, close your ears for, for a few seconds, but you know, baby Yoda gets his, um, his, he, he, he makes good on, on them later. <laughs> right. But you know, he just takes it, takes that punch in the head, like a, like a champ because he's in that little sack that those speeders, that speeder bike scouts have those biker scouts have. And it's a little messenger bag and he's being handled because man, the poor guy got dropped off and, and they, the, the biker scouts picked him up. 
and just wanted they were just abusing him poor kid. I, I think i'm gonna have to go with uh, which is part of that whole scene is the nurse droid the nurse droid that, yes that's awesome yeah i'm gonna go with that that's awesome i love that i love it it's so cool anywho um anyway what what are once again your top five um bingeable disney plus series you can binge right now let us know and um we would love nothing more than to discuss that to start off next week's disney list show and talk to you guys all about uh, our favorite uh, things and i think maybe next week we'll have a disney list if you do you want to do you want to talk about a disney list and maybe try zoom next week sure. to try to get some listeners involved okay so next week our topic is if you had to invite five disney celebrities dead or alive for dinner no 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 no. i think oh no no, no it can't be dead or alive it's either dead alive one or the other the oak really yeah yeah this is difficult hey that just means one more list later on you can make okay so so (laughs) wait wait wait, we so are you wanting to are you wanting to say five five dead and then five alive yeah okay so okay okay so let's do five alive you see you're making the the, you're, you're making the titles of these really long and it's not conducive for social media how is top five alive? So you just want to do alive? Yes. Okay. All right. You see, I'm, I'm I'm confused. It's like either you. I thought you said you wanted to do a show with to do five dead That's, and then five alive. It's but you, two different shows. Two different shows. Okay. All right. Oh, hey, there's. The, oh my god. <laughs> All righty. Okay. So next week on the program, Kristen, what is our topic? The top five alive celebrities that you would want to have at a dinner party okay all right and we'll uh, do that hopefully we'll do it via zoom we're going to do some tests on this next sunday uh be sure you tune in for that and then tune in to our live uh, live show wwt room you see old habits die hard after 10 years the disney list you can tune in on sorcerer radio at srsounds.com for all disney music all day long when we go live Mondays at 1 p.m. Eastern and 8 p.m. Eastern there at Sorcerer Radio at srsounds.com. Yes. Big ups once again to our friends. They're, they're Dalton in the chat. He's one of the guitar players there of Replay Heroes that you're listening to right now. Don't forget to check them out uh, on Spotify. Download their record. Uh, they are awesome. If you like instrumental 80s kind of music, you'll definitely uh, love Replay Heroes. Uh, Spotify, download their record. It's awesome. I downloaded it on Amazon, and you're going to love it too. Um, anyway, Kristen, where can people reach you? At diningatdisney.com. You can also follow Dining at Disney on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Absolutely. Oh, Please, and this, yes. week, this week, the topic that we will be talking about is if you received the 1200 per person stimulus check <laughs> from the government <laughs> and you didn't have to worry about bills or anything you could spend this however you wanted how disney wise would you spend that 1200 dollars it can be one big thing or it could be many little 
things all together. It just has to be Disney. <laughs> and no, you cannot say Disney toilet paper. Ew, I don't like the toilet paper at Disney. It's like tissue paper. It's like John Wayne toilet paper. Ooh. It's like John Wayne. Unless uh, you're at the Grand Floridian because they had the fancy soft toilet paper. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, yes, and you can follow me, Al John Go, on Instagram. And don't forget to check out the Disney list on Facebook. And coming soon to all kinds of podcast servers near you, we're going to have all the old WDW Teak Room shows up there for you to listen to so the old show you'll be able to listen to you'll be able to listen to this new show and once again special thanks to uh, source of radio and our friends there dalton and phoenix of replay heroes thank you for providing us with your theme music there check them out i will have all of their links including all of our social links in our description below and our friends and our friend, go ahead. WDW Park Hoppers. You got to make sure you check out Park Hopper Sid and Park Hopper John on Thursday nights. Absolutely. Check them out. And, uh, of course, the entire gang at Sorcerer Radio at SRSounds.com. All Disney music all day long. Download those apps and click that bell notification there, too, on Facebook so you know when we go live each and every single week. In the meantime, I am Al John. And I am Kristen. And we'll We'll see see you real real soon. soon. This podcast is not affiliated with the Walt Disney Company or its holdings and is intended for entertainment purposes.